0: Content is king. The future belongs to creators. Well, haven't we heard this on every blog, every LinkedIn post, every day? But what does this really mean? Recently, my favorite clothes maker on Instagram, she hit the 65,000 follower mark. And what's more, she says she has never sponsored a single post so far. There are so many small businesses that continue to grow super, super quickly without spending on ads because they do their content very well. They know how to tell the right stories, they engage with the right people, and before you know it, they are making crazy sales.
1: Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. Today we talk about the foundation of every successful small business, simple, no-nonsense marketing. Have you been hearing conflicting advice on what you need to do with your marketing? Hey, social media is where you need to be. Hey, try SEO. I have a recommendation that worked so well for us. Hey, all you need is a great content calendar and you are set. Well, if you've been on the receiving end of such advice again and again, I'm sure you're confused and rightly so. But as Seth Gordon says, content marketing is the only marketing left. What does that mean? Well, you need to choose carefully the stories you want to tell, tell them well and tell them at the right places.
0: Content allows you to have a conversation with your audience and it makes you more relatable. An engaging piece of content can really build trust in your business. It gives people an emotional reason to get to know you when you put an honest, authentic story out there. Even more importantly, content can be the context, the environment in which you wish to talk to your customer. I mean, we are all distracted today and we need that one second to get into the zone when listening to someone else. And this is what content can do for you.
1: This is also where it gets a little scary. There's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Reddit, Quora. And these are just the social platforms. Add to that a website, by the way, When did you last visit your own website? A blog, PR, newsletters, automated emails. It seems as though the online marketing landscape is just endless and so, so time consuming.
0: And unforgiving as well. For those of us who make the mistake of starting without planning, it's such a daunting landscape and it's so easy to get lost in this maze that is content creation. You know, over time, what happens is we miss due dates, you know, we say let's post tomorrow because something is not ready today or we lose track of the 10 calendars that we have to maintain and we actually give up even before the results can appear.
1: Guys, if that's your one big takeaway, I'll be really happy. It takes time, at least a few months, if not a year. So what's the best way for a small business to get started with content? More importantly, What's the best approach to take? If there's one piece of template advice that applies to every
0: business, it is to start small with content. You know, for example, we may make some decisions based on what worked for someone else. And we choose two platforms that actually seem very similar, you know, like Facebook and Instagram. We, in our minds, they're very similar platforms. But that's two platforms with two different audience groups. And these people behave in very different ways as well. So it's not enough to push the same content on both and then we have two different calendars and that's already like two platforms two calendars and if we add a blog to this or you know there's a live event schedule that's already a lot for a team of say one two people to handle so the piece of advice we usually give to our content clients is to start small very very small and to keep testing as you go
1: in the content success stories that we've been part of we see that it's just not enough to post based on a calendar a business social media account actually works very much the same way as a personal account you need to interact with others you need to form relationships you need to read what they have to say leave comments and share their content with others to build that ecosystem so having just one channel to start with allows you to have more control in this that's
0: interesting Zubai. and i think i will draw from you and uh, make a recommendation here Most businesses ask their agencies for quotes to build and run a content calendar. Ask us instead, what will it take to run the social media effort? What if, you know, we suggest post just once a week, whoever wants to do it, but use the rest of the week to engage with other accounts in the same space? You know, there's really no reason to post at 10am on Tuesday if no one's really paying attention at the time. You know, it's also important to think about how we can comment, what value can we add to other people's posts, how do we share it in good faith. I have personally experienced that a lot of people do not think about distribution. And when we say distribution, I think, you know, just posting on social media seems like distribution or putting it in a newsletter seems like a distribution, but not really. Quora, Reddit, and just plain talking to other accounts, it works better for distribution because people are already there. All of the push marketing really doesn't mean much if no one's listening to it.
1: So that covers the social media ecosystem. We simply cannot do this episode on content without speaking about blogs and a website and what significance they hold today. I would be so bold as to say, if there's no journey that's happening on your website, don't have it. A lot of companies will find that unless their website allows people to check out, complete a form, or sign up for something just having a space to show your information is just not useful at all as for where to publish blog content if there's no website most successful folks actually do it directly on LinkedIn or Instagram or in a space like medium the benefit here is that you can be where your audience already is instead of having a website and then struggling to drive people to it
0: you're absolutely right And it also takes away from the actual work that so many businesses need to do which is to sell at the end of the day you know we see so many examples of a website project that takes ages then there's a million iterations and no one's even asking their client what they think and then we begin to mull over it internally to the point where the customers long since left the picture and we wonder why is the site not working for us we go into this loop of revising it all over again Well, what's happening is that no one knows the site exists. So how will you get any valuable feedback?
1: What really worked for us, Asita, if you remember when we were refreshing the RainCraft website is asking some of our trusted clients and partners to take a deep look and let us know what's working and what isn't on the older website. What do they expect to see when they land on RainCraft.in knowing what we do? And what do they expect to see if they had no clue what our business was? The insights we got were super valuable and really helped us shape the new one. Let's hear from Vinamra Agarwal, who runs a boutique branding and design agency Brand Hero and builds websites nearly every day. I asked him to share what goes into picking website design for a small business.
2: Here are four important factors which should be considered when designing websites for small businesses. First one is about the website visuals and user interface design. The UI of a website should be very much in line with the industry the business belongs to so that it can depict the business's brand positioning correctly and evoke relevant emotions in the minds of whosoever visits their website. Next, the messaging architecture and copy used on the website should represent the brand's story on point. After all, how can the target audience resonate with formal language and tone on a, say, kid's gaming website? Thirdly, we know that today more than half of the website visitors are online via smaller screen sizes, such as mobile phones and tablets. Therefore, the design architecture of the website should be defined in such a way that it is able to accommodate for all common screen sizes without changing the overall user's experience in any noticeable way. Lastly, the content structure of the website should be designed to ensure that all the information sections are not missed which might be important for a potential website visitor to know, such as a headline with a clear call to action, process of the product page, about pages, testimonials, and contact pages.
1: So we've looked at websites and social media. For most small businesses, this is the best starting point really. PR, wide outreach, etc. and even advertising can wait for when you're ready to scale. But Asita, there's one thing I do want to add to this discussion and that is building a community. Do you realize how without even thinking about fancy stuff like digital, social, smart business people have built communities for a very long time now? Think about the Sariwala that probably still comes to your mom's house once a quarter or once in every six months. And he has a loyal audience that's waiting And they're waiting because they think he's bringing them just the sari that they will like. Now that's a community.
0: So true. Even the pickle ladies, you know, the home cooks, there's just so much community building that's happening without really thinking about it in those terms. Because sales happen when we trust each other. And trust comes from hanging out with other people who believe in the same stuff that we do, right? You know, whether you run a group on Facebook, WhatsApp, or even if you run a live meetup in today's times, It takes effort to be able to create something that people will enjoy. The key then is to keep these groups so focused on just adding value and letting people express themselves that they are compelled to come back and see what's happening each week or whatever is the schedule that you would prefer. These groups cannot work on a sales agenda. So tomorrow there is no way to say this is the group from which a sale has been made. But then you're constantly thinking about your customer's viewpoint so you're able to offer them solutions that help them and build your brand so true in fact there's an example that we'd like to share here of a company called the wishing chip they have offline stores in bangalore and delhi and they have an e-commerce presence as well now i think at the beginning of march which is when i think the world was going into a lockdown These guys realize that home decor is going to be in demand because we are all hanging out with our plants, our sofas, you know, so what they did is they started offering virtual styling consultations and say even if you don't want to be part of these uh, activities, their Instagram feed itself is such a delight to see you feel like starting a DIY project and on top of that, their newsletter is so full of nostalgia, you know, a a dose of positivity, just wonderful recipes. No products anywhere, but it's working really well for them.
1: So, wishing Chair, here's a shout out to you. You don't know us, but we like what you're doing. Speaking of communities, there's also some amazing work that a group that I'm part of is doing right now. Her Entrepreneurial Network, or HEN, is just a Facebook group for women who run their own business. And during this pandemic, Ruchi and her team have devised a means to make asking and receiving help a lot easier. So all each member did was give their favorite set of hen businesses a shout out on social media, encouraging people to buy from them and adding their bit on what value this product or service gives to their audience. This has been such a huge organic push for some businesses that cannot spend on ads right now. And it's also helped create a lot of collaboration within the hen businesses. Here's Richie herself, founder of Hen and co-founder at Perfect Red, a creative agency.
3: When we started Hen for Hen, we had one point agenda that was how do we support each other in our day-to-day marketing activities and on social media, the accounts are constantly looking for organic reach and genuine conversations. How do we create an ecosystem to support each other was the question and that's how Hen for Hen came into existence we started by giving a shout out on stories on instagram we support each other with uh, comments and likes and genuine conversations uh, it has also helped members know each other better where they've made hampers together and marketed them they have collaborated to go live together they've done campaigns uh, for giveaways so if you are a woman entrepreneur and you are looking for a tribe look up henindia.com join our
1: campaign hashtag hen, for hen
0: now are we implying that ads don't have a space in the content ecosystem well of course not You know, when good content begins to gain traction, and you can see this by the number of people who comment on it, the number of people who share it, talk about it, then it can be run as an ad. So more people of the similar group, they start to see it and they start to engage with it. And that's how you grow your audience on one side, right? What's important to remember is that while an ad can do one job, it can create awareness, it can help you sell, but it cannot do the whole job all by itself. And now, it's action time.
1: So if you're a small business and lost in the jargon of social media marketing, content marketing, digital marketing, and just plain marketing, here's how you can get started. First, think about signing up for just one or maximum two social media platforms. Understand the overall audience demographic. There are youngsters on Instagram, there are slightly older folks on Facebook. So have a clear objective for why you're there. Engage with other social media accounts too. So remember, posting is only half the job. Second, consider if you really need a website and why. If you think you do, ensure that whoever is working with you on building it understands this need very clearly and they're speaking to the audience that you have in mind. And third, build communities around your brand. Remember, this is a long effort that needs commitment. But like a marathon, the rewards will be worth your time. And with that, we come
0: to the end of this episode of Small Talk with Raincraft. We have a lot more to say on the topic and we are really keen to bring in a guest speaker to discuss this further. So if you have any suggestions for us at all, please send us a voice note or write to us and we will follow up with you. Signing off until next Thank you so much for listening to us today. Was the episode useful? Did you take something away from it? Perhaps a new insight? Or do you think we could do better? Please send us a voice note at speakpipe.com raincraft or email us at connect at raincraft.in and share your experience with us. Small Talk with Raincraft is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else that you possibly get your podcast dose from. So please subscribe to receive notifications about the next episode. See you later, alligator. Wait, am I allowed to say that?